This is the Hofstra Radio Alumni Audio Yearbook. Today is April 28th, 2021. Please tell us your name and the years you were at Hofstra Radio. Uh, my name is Jason Levy, and I was there from about 1986 until 1989 or 90 is when I started to drift away, I guess. Okay. And what shows did you work on while you were there? Oh, well, back around that time, we pretty much worked on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, there, there uh, weren't many, there weren't as many people involved in the station, and we had a lot of hours to kill. So uh, there were times when we would do the classics from Hofstra, uh, which was classical music, not classic rock. Um, and, and that was on you know, every morning, uh, was the classics from Hofstra. Uh, so we could, you know, everybody was, it was pretty much required. Not many people actually wanted to do it, but, uh, the university president wanted it on the air. And so it kind of became a requirement. If you want to work at the station, you have to work on classics from Hofstra. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't regret it at all. It allows me to have a reasonably intelligent conversation with my father-in-law, who is a classical music aficionado. Uh, so uh, I don't look, come off looking like a complete idiot when I'm talking to him, at least. Um, so let's see, classic from Hofstra. Then there was, uh, you know, just jazz in the afternoon. And uh, so many of, of these shows, these eclectic music programs, and I call them eclectic, but to somebody, uh, to other people, it was their passion. Um, but uh, really introduced me to a lot of different art forms that I knew were out there, but never really listened to. So I learned something about classical music and, and I was introduced to the, the world of jazz and learned that, well, there was contemporary jazz and mainstream jazz mm-hmm. and there were these artists. Yeah. You know, so I learned all that stuff. Um, and so those were the, pretty much the daytime shows, classical music in the morning and jazz in the afternoon. Um, and then uh, we had our news block and, you know, we, we all took turns doing news Um the general manager at the time was a guy by the name of Jeff Krause, and he held NPR up to be, you know, the shining uh, city on the hill when it when it came to broadcast standards. Uh, and so, of course, we all learned how to uh, do an NPR style newscast. Uh, and so we, we worked on the news in the evening. Uh, and uh, then after the public service programming, we all had to take turns engineering that and doing staff announcing in between. And then the nighttime is when, uh, you know, the more youth-oriented programming came on the air. So we all had a chance to uh, work on Airwave, which was the uh, late-night new wave show, uh, and and all of the other things. Um, When I first started the station, my introduction was a blues program. Hmm. Uh, So that was on a couple times a week at that point. and so I did that as well. So, so pretty much, long story short, everything. Fair, fair enough. Um, did you work on any of the um, the weekend shows or the public affairs shows? Did you produce any of the uh, the, the the community shows? <laughs> um, the only way I managed to pass my foreign language requirement for college uh, was. Uh, I engineered the Spanish language program and signed up for Spanish one and two 
with the two professors that taught the class and hosted the program. So I got an awful lot of extra credit there. Uh, it's the only way I got through my language requirement. Uh, so uh, that, that was one of the community service programs that I was a regular on. Uh, and then I think, again, we, we all kind of rotated in uh, engineering all, all the different community shows and working with the members of the community that came in to do those programs. Um, there were, of course, the uh, various marathons. Mm -hmm. There was the Italian marathon. There was the, the polka marathon. And, you know, what college kid is into polka music? But when you've got the polka and oberic time, uh, Polish marathon going and then all of a sudden polka is your favorite art form, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. It, it's and whoever heard of an Oberic before that. I, I confess I had never heard of that before coming to Hofstra radio, but a number of people I've spoken to so far for this project have said that they grew up knowing it or, or not being cognizant of Hofstra radio, that they listened, that they were aware of the polka show before joining the station and then they got there and made a connection. So it's, wow. it's, it's a strange world, I suppose, but, but there you go. Um, when you were on the air, did you use your own name? Did you have any nicknames or on air names? Uh, well, I used my own name, Jason Levy. And for a very brief moment when I was actually hosting uh, a series on the, on HTV, the, 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 the television station that didn't broadcast hmm. jab jab. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I used the name Jay Williams uh, very briefly. I had thought that that was going to be my uh, learned long-term air name. My middle name is William. And I had an older brother in the business whose middle name was David. And so instead of being Mark Levy, he was Mark Davis on air. Uh, and so now that I was following him into the business, uh, I thought I would do something similar. And so I thought that uh, my stint at HTV would be an opportunity uh, to start getting used to calling myself Jay Williams, but it just never felt right. Uh, and so it, it was a short, you know, I used it for that program and that program only. Um, I, and I just went back to using my real name. And e even after I left Hofstra and did some professional work on air, I was still Jason Levy. So what first brought you down to Hofstra Radio? And if you could describe, like, what was it like? Where was the station? Maybe people that you met, if you remember what the office or the studio was like when you first got to Hofstra Radio. Okay, sure. Um, I was bored. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I, I was a computer science major, and uh, I entered Hofstra in 1984, a, a total nerd. I'm still a nerd. Um, but I was a computer science major. And as I said, I had a, uh, an older brother who was in the business professionally. Uh, and I just kind of had the attitude of, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. Uh, I, I grew up with him. He was, you know, he, an older brother. Uh, he, he's since passed away. It's why I might refer to him in the past tense. Um, but, uh, he, he, he was six, seven years older than me. And uh, he knew since he was in high school that that's what he wanted to do for a living. And he built a little radio station in his bedroom uh, with a couple of turntables and mixers and microphones uh, and sound effects things because you know, he, he was a child of the 70s. Mm. Uh, and uh, every week he put together 
the Lewis Marcus show is what he called himself as a teenager. And he ran a wire out his bedroom upstairs and into my bedroom window uh, where it was hooked up to a speaker. And every week he did the show and every week his kid brother had to listen. And so from the age of 10, I was listening to Mark hone his craft. And when he was done, he would bring me in and say, all right, what worked? What didn't work? How was this segue? How was that bit? Was that funny? Was this good? And, and so from the age of 10 until he moved out, uh, you know, a couple of years later, uh, I, I was listening to the radio and analyzing the radio. Uh, it wasn't just a passive thing for me. Hmm. Um, and so Mark graduated high school and left the house and he started pursuing his career in the radio business uh and uh i i you know when my time came it was a like i said it was a computer science major and in the summer of 86 i was looking for something to do and i said oh let me wander down to the campus radio station so i figured out where it was and uh and and i wandered in and and, and life was never the same it literally you know changed everything about me wow so so what a what a great introduction to the to the art uh, of radio right there in your own house. And you said he he went into professional radio. Did he go to college for it, or is it just straight into the into the business? He went to college for at most a year. I want to say he was there for a semester actually, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and give him a full year. Uh, I, I think he was there for a semester. He went to SUNY Brockport, upstate New York, sure. uh, and he was a broadcast major. And uh, you don't need a college degree to do everything in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly not at that time in the late 1970s. It wasn't like it is today where everybody's jamming college degrees down every kid's throat. Um but uh, back in the 70s, it was like, hey, I don't need this. So he was in, he, he left school uh, and he embarked on his career. He actually uh, started out in a little town in the Rocky Mountains in Leadville, Colorado, uh, working at KBRR. Uh, that was his first professional gig. Um, and uh, he was there for a little while then came back to Long Island uh, moved back into the house with uh, our parents and me. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he bounced around the island for a while, did, you know, had a brief stint at uh, WGBB and WNYG. And, and the reason I remember this stuff is because I, I you know, I, I kind of did a, you know, similar bounce around on Long Island. You know, I, I'd go do a, a, a stint at WNYG and it's like, oh, cool, this is, you know, Mark worked here once. Um, and uh, it, it, it's, Let's see that he he found his way to uh, where was he Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, uh, where he started with what was then called the hot hits format, Mm -hmm. which is the most annoying Mm -hmm. top 40 uh, radio format you can imagine. Every song is allowed between every song, the, the, the DJ's jumping in and then there's a loud, obnoxious jingle and then the DJ jumps in again and there's a stinger and then the music plays and and, and that happens between literally every song. Wow. Uh, there, there were no segues between one song to the other. It was music, loud obnoxiousness, more music, more loud obnoxiousness. 
so he, he did that for a while, and then he became the morning man. He went from Harrisburg to uh, WMAR-FM in Baltimore, uh, where he was the morning man. Uh, and then he came down to Florida. He was in Ocala, where he, he, made, he was program director. Mm-hmm. Uh, of a station, and then he uh, ultimately ended his career a- in Gainesville, Florida. Um, and uh, he was the operations manager and morning man at uh, WKTK, is where he ended his career. Wow! And so that so that's Mark's work history. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's it's 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 a fascinating journey. You know, those of us who've gone into radio and and those who've bounced around, it's it's. It's a trail, and, and some people who aren't in the business say, well, how do you remember this and that? And how, how do you not remember? How do you not keep those mm-hmm. details? But as he's getting started and in his career, and then you go to Hofstra, but you're not thinking about radio. Because if, if I remember correctly, you started and you said you're a computer science major, but exactly. it, d- it didn't sound like you started your freshman or sophomore year even at the station. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, my, my freshman year... I was a computer science major. Uh, I had been programming computers since I was in sixth grade as a hobbyist. Hmm. Uh, so the natural thing was, all right, so freshman year, computer science major. And, and I started getting bored. Uh, and I, so I changed my major going into my sophomore year to what was then called Business Computer Information Systems, BCIS. Hmm. It was still a lot of computer stuff. Uh, but with some business stuff mixed in because it was in the College of Business. <clears throat> so then, excuse me. So then I, uh, that summer, uh, summer of 86, between my sophomore and junior years, I guess, I wandered into the campus radio station, um, fell in love with that. The start of next school year, I was still a BCIS major. I was in the computer lab working on an assignment, doing some programming. The mainframe crashed mm. uh, and I lost hours worth of work. I literally picked up my books and notes and threw them up in the air and walked out of there and left all my crap uh, on the floor, wherever it fell, I walked out of there as I'm done with this. And I ended up taking a semester off from classes, uh, and changed my major to communication arts with an emphasis in radio. Wow. And, and so that's what I was for the remainder of my time at Hofstra. So, so going into the, to the technologically reliable realm of, of radio, especially college radio, I'm sure that was. Of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> so, so, but you know, but, but you know, I went from sitting behind a computer terminal by myself mm-hmm. doing programming on the computer to sitting behind a control panel with a microphone by myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But in between, there were all these great people, and sometimes I'd be able to flick the switch and somebody else would talk for a while. And it it was great. I I, I discovered people for the most part. And and, uh, like I said, my life hasn't been the same since. Wow. So when you first got down to the station, it sounds like you went and checked it out in the summer between sophomore and junior years. Do you remember meeting anybody? Do you remember uh, someone saying, we'll come back in September or had that work? Oh, no, no, no. Um, I was welcomed into the fold immediately. Um, I have made some 
uh, lifelong friends that summer of 86. Heck, I, I still refer back to the summer. How sad is this? I still refer back to the summer of 86 when I was 20 years old as, as being one of my best summers ever. Um, you know, met so many terrific people that I'm still in touch with. Uh, thank goodness for Facebook. Hmm. Uh, and a couple of years ago, you know, we, we kind of converged on the station again to celebrate the station's 60th anniversary. Uh, and I got to see these people that I hadn't physically seen in years. I, we were in touch over the years, mostly, you know, most recently in the past 10 years or so through Facebook. Uh, but it was it was great to see these people in person again. Well, it, it sounds like a great summer to me as, as you get involved there. So they said they brought you into the fold right away. Did you have to take engineering classes, announcing classes? What was the, the process of getting involved? Eventually, there, there was a process of some sort. It was nowhere near as regimented as it is now. Uh, I look at, at WRHU today uh, and... The, the kids are amazing. They're doing some amazing stuff. They're taking home some amazing uh, awards from the National Association of, National Association of, I try saying that 10 times, mm. National Association of Broadcasters. There we go. They're taking home these, these, these awards and I look at their equipment and they've got the program director of talk and a program director of this and a program director of the other thing. And, and it, it, the whole thing just seems very professional and formal to me, uh, which is probably a good thing. Um, but by the same token, if you look at uh, some of the other student organizations from back in my day, uh, and when they looked at us, we probably looked very professional and organized to them. Hmm. So I, I probably shouldn't be talking. Um but uh, you asked about the process to get involved, and uh, there was. I don't remember exactly what it was. I know there were announcing classes that I had to take, and there were engineering classes that I had to take. Uh, but I think getting involved over the summer when a good part of the student body has gone home and they just need bodies mm -hmm. in there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I had any talent or, 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 or actual ability, but they needed a warm body somewhere near the uh, broadcast monitor. Uh, so I, I, I think they probably kind of hurried me through the announcing and engineering classes just to get me on the air as soon as possible. Yeah, that's that's definitely happened to to more than a few people. Um, in like you said, especially the, those times when. Uh, most of the, the the station isn't there. Do you do you remember your first time on the air? Was it that summer? Do you remember getting behind the mic? Um, well, I, I don't remember specifically the first time on the air at WRHU. I do remember my first time on the air live on the radio. Mm. Um, and uh, it was actually a year earlier. Uh, it, it was... Uh, I don't remember the month or it, but it was, it was the hurricane season of 1985. Sure. Uh, hurricane Gloria yep. was working its way up the East coast of the United States. And, uh, my brother, uh, was on the air, uh, in, uh, in Baltimore at the time. And Baltimore was getting slammed, uh, by the hurricane. And then a couple of hours later is bearing down on us in, the, on Long Island. And my brother called the house and, Back then, it was, you know, a phone mounted on the wall. 
uh, my brother called the house and uh, I happened to have answered and uh, he, he put me on the air. He, he interviewed me on air in Baltimore to give uh, his listeners an update on the storm that just slammed them. <laughs> so that was my, that was my first time on the radio ever. Uh, and who would know that a year later I'd be pursuing it also. Uh, but uh, as far as my first time on the air, specifically at Hofstra, I, I don't really remember. My guess is it probably would have been classics because that's where they always needed people, or or actually probably reading a new, uh, you know, a, a, you know, top of the hour news report is probably what it was. Right. So you mentioned uh, staff announcers, and that's not necessarily something that that has survived various eras. But that was basically someone who might read public service announcements or the news at the top of the hour. Is that is exactly that right? okay? Exactly. Staff announcers. That's what we call them. Uh, yeah, just, you know, it's, it's kind of like the first thing. All right, let's see what you got, kid, kind of thing here. You know, rip and read. We, we had the, uh, the, the AP machine uh, printing out news reports. And it was like, all right, here we go. Sight unseen. Here's here's rip and read news. Right. See what you can do with that. You're on in three, two, one. So that's probably the way it happened. Okay. Um, so as you were getting settled there in that summer, in that fall, who were the people that were helpful in getting you established? Were there people who gave you good guidance or said, hey, try this out? Uh, do you remember any of the particular? Oh, absolutely. Um, first of all, I mean, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Jeff Krause at this point. He was the uh, longtime general manager. He started at Hofstra as a student himself. Um, as you're doing your interviews, I'm sure you've heard that name come up oh, numerous yeah. times. Um, and he was a force to be reckoned with at the station. And right from the get go, he was a welcoming, uh, if not foreboding, uh, terrifying, <laughs> <yet> welcoming <laughs> presence at the radio station. Uh, somehow he managed to pull off both of those personalities. Um, but uh, so I, I, you know, Obviously, if he had been anybody else, who knows if I would have stuck around. Uh, so there's that. Um, as far as the students that I encountered, uh, Mike D'Antonio, uh, uh, Joanne C., uh, Mark Ragusa, uh, let's see, uh, Jim Vazios, Dave Bolander. There was, uh, oh, Kate Kulig. Uh, there was just so many. Uh, Darren Smith, um, Tony Sibilla was there. Uh, all sorts of people. I mean, and they, you know, all those folks that were there before me, and you know, they, they welcomed me with open arms, and uh, I'm forever grateful to all of them, and I'm still in touch with a lot of them. Hmm. So, it's it's if I can guess, it seems like you felt pretty comfortable right away at the station. Like you walked Absolutely. in and, and, and yeah. was, was it, uh, you usually I ask, is there a particular moment or, or after a certain amount of time, but it sounds like from, from, from jump, you were, you felt welcome there and you felt comfortable. As soon as I walked in, I felt this is where I belong. I, I, I can't explain it. Uh, I don't know if other people had similar experiences, if it was unusual, I, I don't know. But for me, it just felt like this is where I belong. Wow. That's that's very cool. Um, so we, we have the benefit of hindsight and, like you said, Facebook and the memories and, and the recent reunion. And we can think back about what Hofstra Radio has meant since then. But but 
getting back to walking in there, you've 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 got a brother in radio, you've you've got this this wealth of knowledge about how it works, and you walk into the basement of Memorial Hall. And if you could put yourself back in your shoes at that moment, what did you think Hofstra Radio would be for you? What did you what did what were you hoping it would be? Um I, I don't really know that I was hoping it would be anything. Uh, if I could go back, though, I, 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 to give myself, you, you mentioned, you know, I, I grew up with it and I know how things work. Uh, if I could go back uh, and do it over again or at least give myself some advice, I would probably tell myself not to let that little piece of information be known or go to my head or, <laughs> or something like that, you know, because I, I can be cocky. Who in the business can't be cocky? But certainly I can be cocky and, and, and coming in saying, oh, my brother and blah, 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 blah. And, like you know, it's like I know that, that you know, I, I, I'm sure I came off being cocky at times. It, well, you know, like you said before, you, you're the person behind the board. You're the person running it. Well, why, why wouldn't you be confident? Why wouldn't you be cocky? But 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 so so you didn't expect Hofstra Radio to have a particular end in mind. It was just something to try out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like I said, I, I was a computer major. Uh, and that's not to say that everybody I encountered at the station was a radio or broadcast major. There were a lot of majors very well represented there. Um, I happen to have been representing the BCIS people. Uh, so when I walked in, I, I had no intention as, oh, this is going to be the new thing for me. It just, it just happened. I, you know, I got down there and it's like, all right, this is it. And, uh, I love doing this and these are my people. And, and so I'm going to join them. <laughs> well, that, that, that's, that, that sounds like a, like a perfect start. And, uh, I really appreciate you sharing your memories. Uh, these are some great stories and, and hopefully one of these days we'll, we'll get around and I can get some more stories out of you. Thank you for your, for your time. This was great. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.